The views presented in this program are not meant to express the specific views of the Lafayette Bible Fellowship. You are listening to the Vigilance Radio Network. Okay. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the show. Welcome back to the Culture Insanity Podcast. This is season four, episode number three. We took the last episode off because apparently people go on spring break vacations and <laughs> like this guy on spring break vacations. <laughs> so, as you can see, we have a guest today. Introduce yourself, Mike. I just did. Uh, I'm Mike Teague. I'm the senior pastor at Sandy Baptist Church out in Sandy, Oregon. And uh, yeah, I'm excited to be here this morning and talk about some uh, some relevant cultural issues. Yeah, so we're happy to have Mike. Um, I might have mentioned this in the past, but we're trying to have um, some of our church partners guest uh, guest appear on our on our show at least once this year. So we have Mike this time around. I think next month or in the coming months we'll have <clears throat> excuse me we'll have John from Woodstock we'll have David hopefully we'll have um Dan from from uh, Zion I think downtown yeah so trying to get all of our guests uh, or our church partners on as a guest as a guest host so we have Mike today and we're excited to have him so what we got on the agenda today so if you're hip on the news as all you young people's are um, you would know that uh, Lil Nas X, the hip-hop artist or rap artist, country artist, maybe, <laughs> however he, <laughs> Pastor Monty doesn't, uh, doesn't cl- uh, categorize him that way, but <clears throat> maybe he does. Uh, so he's been in the headlines recently for some, uh, well, what probably we would consider controversial things, what other people would um, not. But so we're going to be talking about him. Imagine predominantly talking about him but we have him in him in the news we have um falcon and winter soldier popping popping up in the news and you know there's some outrage there there's outrage all over the place but uh, marvel's got outrage uh lil nas x has outrage uh the captain underpants author dave pilkey has outrage um yep even the captain underpants author he's not safe <laughs> um space jam 2 trailer dropped like three days ago already outraged there so outrage bounds there's a virtual personality on Twitch called Miko. Um, no outrage there, just an interesting thing to talk about if we get to it. So these are the things on our agenda, um, and as per usual, if we get to them, we get to them. If not, uh, we can we can link dump for you, and you can uh, stay up on the news, um, or maybe you've already heard it. So that's what we got today. So without further ado, are you guys, Mike, Pastor Monty, are you guys familiar with why Lil Nas X is in the headlines right now? <clears throat> yeah, I uh, I did follow some headlines and I didn't look into it ex- too deep, um, but I I did look and see kind of some of the outrage that's going on and um, sounds like some pretty wild <laughs> wild stuff. Um, obviously, he's an artist, so he's pushing the boundaries. Yeah, um, unsaved and acting like unsaved people do sometimes. But uh, yeah, pretty. Uh, Pretty pretty intense um, music video and and some backlash on that. Mm-hmm. What about you? I watched the video that you sent me, and <laughs> I can see why some people would be a little bit perturbed about it. Um, 
There were certain aspects of it that reminded me of, uh, you know, that reminded me of um, the Jungle Book. Jungle Book? Yeah. Okay. You know, the snake. You're talking about the... Eyes of, the okay, I'm, I'm mixing movies. Okay, Jungle Book. I'm with you. You said Jungle Book. I'm thinking Jumanji in my head. I'm mixing up. But no. Jungle Book, gotcha. Yeah. Ka, the snake. Yeah. Yeah, the, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. So you watched the music video. Um, I was... Not excited to share that with you, for the record. <laughs> for the record, it's not something I'm like, watch this video, it's great, you know, and every share is like, uh, it's like to his benefit or whatever, you know, like sharing his content, like right. he's probably making money on YouTube, I, I would imagine, it's, it's being monetized or something somehow. Um, but, so that's one, one reason he's in the news. Last week, or like l- the days leading up to or maybe even on Palm Sunday. Yeah, I think it was on Palm Sunday. There was a a shoe that dropped. Did you you know about the shoe? Yeah, the copyright infringement of Nike and Yeah. Yeah. You know about the shoe? The blood shoes. So it no, I I heard something about it. Um I you know, I'm not necessarily surprised because um all of those people they Nike and all of them are very protective of their brands. So, yeah, on Palm Sunday he releases or announces this collaboration with this some New York based like fashion company. I think they're called Mischief, so I guess that's appropriate. Um, <laughs> he released a shoe called a Satan shoe, and it was a sort of publicity leading up to this release of this music video. Well, I think the issue was was that the issue is that he uh, he was supposed to be um, he was he was in contract with Nike. But he was supposed to consult them, mm. and he and they did not like what he put out uh, because it, it was negative on their brand. Yeah, well, for our purposes, I'm less concerned about Nike's pushback on it. And yeah, there's like a lawsuit going on right now, Nike okay. with with this with this. Fa- it's not even with him; it's with this fashion company that he like worked with or whatever. So their beef is not necessarily with Lil Nas X, although maybe they're not happy with him but anyways so he releases this shoe called the satan shoe and you know it's got all your staples on it it's got like a pentagram on it it's got an upside down cross on the on the the pull tab on the tongue or whatever it's got supposedly it's got a drop of real blood mixed with ink and like in the sole of the shoe like where you can like see like liquid you know does it have flames no flames it's a black and red shoe it's not I don't think it's a very cool looking shoe, but I'm not a fashion fashion guy. Uh, it's like an old like retro Air Max pair of Nikes, whatever. It's got six 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 like embroidered on it. There was six. It was like a as as a lot of like collaborations are. It's like super limited, so to create like a high demand to drive the price way up, you know. So there was only six hundred and sixty six pairs released or, uh, that you can buy and. <laughs> They didn't cost six hundred and sixty-six dollars because that's too low. <laughs> they cost like a thousand dollars or something like that. Thousand eighteen dollars. So he releases this shoe as a sort of publicity stunt, uh, leading up to um, this music video. Oh, um, Luke uh, ten eighteen is like embroidered on it, which is ironic. And maybe we can get to that. Um, he's got this scripture passage like on the bottom of it, um, out of context and makes no sense, and it's ironic and. It's anti what he's trying to i don't know present right. <laughs> but uh 
so he releases the shoe and there's all kinds of like whoa this is crazy this is whatever and you know of course we talked about nike pushed back on it um and then this video drops and there's all sorts of symbolism there the lyrics are intense <laughs> um this and that um so before i go any further and to calibrate myself here i'm going to give you guys just uh, your first initial thoughts on it um and how we like how you perceive it like if you have concerns about it for the culture um let me let me let me rewind and preface like as soon back as january lil nas x like did a interview with like npr like magazine or something like that or maybe he was on a, a show a radio show but he said that, like, he recognizes and understands that young people, like, young children are his main audience right now, and he's okay with that. And then he comes out with this thing, and it's like, whoa, <laughs> like, whoa. So, open floor for your initial thoughts, guys. Yeah, yeah I, I see it as, obviously, it's, it's, it's way off base, you know, as far as our biblical worldview. <laughs> but um, in some ways, it's it's easier because it's it's not hidden mm. you know it's easier just to say yeah that's that's a good point that's ugly mm -hmm. that's bad um and of course you know there probably are are you know youth or or people that are looking into it and so it has some negative implications of course for us um it's it, it's something that could spark someone's curiosity or or you know kind of lead people down a, a dark path i think it would be way worse if it was more subtle mm -hmm. um like if it was more um, you know, hidden inside of a, a Disney movie or something like some of the things that we like see, which things like, are like Maleficent, <laughs> right? Yeah, yeah, you know, that's where that's where it's a lot more difficult to discern. Where mm -hmm. you're like, so from a from a discerning standpoint, it makes it easy, right? In some ways, it's just like, wow, that is way out there. Yeah, um, mm -hmm. he's he's not trying to hide anything, right? Um, so in that sense, it, it makes it somewhat easier to discern. Uh, but it still is troubling uh, as an evidence of where our culture is because there was some pushback, but it, again, like maybe the the copyright infringement was more pushback than the actual content. It well, was like, oh, yeah. yeah, he's he's violating our copyright laws rather than like, what is this? What's the content? content? <laughs> yeah. right. And there was some pushback from the content, but, uh, but that shows where our culture is. Yeah, well, and the pushback from the content is... Um, maybe obviously from you know a more conservative base sure. or a more religious base and you know the culture will say that you know we're 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 what is the term more the phrase um pearl clutching mm -hmm. you know like we're making something a bigger deal than it is when no one else sees it as a big deal so i like so we're blowing it up and you know being offended which is ironic because that's exactly like where we are as a culture like everyone's got their own like things that offend them um so there was you're right there wasn't like a lot of pushback on a like a mass level um so that's what so i agree with you like it's easy to discern like well okay come on like that's not even <laughs> that's not even hard to address necessarily but the fact that it's so overt and like unapologetic and unashamed and that's what makes it like wow is that where we're at now we're like and and that is where we're at like yeah. like um like in the in the same week or when we talked about this a couple of weeks ago or a month ago in the same week that like Dr. Seuss books are pulling being pulling from being pulled from the shelves you have like grammy performances that are so like hypersexual that's on network television for every person young and old to see and it's like this is bad this is good this is okay this is what's on network television on the biggest stage in music 
that music has to offer, you yeah. know, it's like, wh- wow, <laughs> like, wow. What are your thoughts initially? Well, and I would just add that not even the, uh, you know, not even the performances like Grammys and stuff like that, but just just watching the commercials is like, have you no shame? Um, yeah, I'd agree with Mike. I think that the, the, the day, first of all, we know that as uh, the advent of Christ becomes closer and closer, that we're going to see um, unhidden uh, push by Satan and his angels to to uh, influence society and drive society apart. So we know that that's going to happen, and we see it happening before our eyes. So, and I would, uh, on a, on a larger scale, I would say that 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 um, that is part of what will tear apart. Um, American society, hmm. and and drive and and drive America into uh, extinction. I you know if you if you look at Scripture, no place in Scripture when it talks about the coming of Christ is there any place that talks about uh, the United States, hmm. and and the power of the United States has to be diminished and is starting to be so as other countries like Russia and China and various others uh, become stronger. So uh, my concern would be that um, parents uh, be very vigilant and aware of this type of material and do not let your children um, watch it. If, if they do, if you're 16 or, you know, if you, if you have an... Uh, uh, an upper teenager who you know just wants to see it, then that's a great time for you to sit down with them and say, "Okay, let's watch it together," that's and right. then have a discussion with them about the elements that are there. Uh, but are we coming to this? Oh yeah, oh yeah, we're coming to this. And and uh, as believers, we need to be careful to make sure that the church remains pure even though it's becoming a, a slum around us. I think it's interesting going back to, <clears throat> excuse me, like a comment you were making, Mike, um, just in regard to like the pushback. So I, I read many articles surrounding this this um, headline, this, this news, whatever. Um, and one of the articles I read was talking about how it <laughs> – right-wing conservative religious people they're missing the point the point is not about what's being presented spiritually or something um the point is you know about his sexuality his open queerness his this and that and so i th- i thought that was interesting that there's like a there's and it's not surprising but there's just like a a complete divide between the two things like you're not like if you're reading anything spiritual into it then you're missing the point like point is about and i get i get what they're saying and perhaps that is his point but he's using very specific um symbolism and like messaging and stuff like that and i think it's just wrong to <laughs> to divide things that way you know i'm i'm teaching a class right now at the church on the book Total Truth. I don't know if you've mm-hmm. read it, but oh, about yeah. by Nancy yeah. Percy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's just, it's so, 
it's so it's so on point with what yeah. she's talking about in terms of like the dualism that um, the secular world has in wanting to relegate morality in this level and and this thing in this level and it's it's just really interesting that mm-hmm. that's that's what people are addressing they're addressing this but if you're if you're reading anything spiritual into that, that you need to keep that to yourself and mm-hmm. I don't know I thought that was um, I thought that was interesting yeah. <clears throat> our culture I mean it it really is has shifted a lot where you know, where we as believers, the most important thing that defines us is what God says about us. You know, mm-hmm. that's most important. Um, not how we feel or not what other people say about us. What does God say about us? But our culture is, uh, what do you say about yourself? That's where it's shifted to. It used mm-hmm. to be, you know, what do people, th- what does the culture think about you kind of blend in? Yeah, back, you get to choose. You know, years how ago, do you but, Right. Now it's about self-expression. Mm-hmm. It's how do you define yourself, whether it's your sexuality, whether it's, uh, your your tribe that you fit into, so it's it's shifted, and so we're now at even more at odds than maybe twenty years ago, thirty years ago, fifty years ago, to where it's all about your self expression. So for little Nas X, our culture says, "Oh, he's just expressing himself." How and it's da- good, how, right? How and dare it- you say anything about his self expression? Mm-hmm. The most important thing is what you say about yourself. Yeah, that's his truth, right? You know, and so. how dare you comment or critique his truth? You know, like. Um, but I have another question, so are, like, just more pointed at um, his target audience. And so, yeah, he's talking about. So let me be let me be uh, sincere to him. So he recognizes both on one hand that his current um, audience is predominantly young people, and he says that's that's okay, you know, and he accepts that. To be sincere to him, he also like. Um, doesn't want to stay there forever, and I think that's fair. You know, as a as an artist or whatever, you should be able to evolve and grow and mature. Like Taylor Swift is not a sixteen year old country singer anymore. <laughs> right. She's now like this edgy pop star. You know, she's kind of going back to this you know country thing or singer songwriter thing that she started out as. But you know, like that's fine. I can appreciate their mature. She's finding out that pop fans are not loyal. I can appreciate the process of maturity, and she's in a public, you know, sphere, and yada 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 yada. And so, to be sincere to him, he does say that it's not my intention to stay there. But currently, again, as 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 soon back as January, so we're talking just a couple months that he's talking about, like, yeah, young people are his target audience, and then he's releasing this content and stuff like that, and it's it's aggressive, and he's and he and he's like um, he's straightforward that he has an agenda like if you if you were to visit his twitter page which i don't necessarily recommend that's a waste of your time (laughs) but um i did in researching this article see a bunch of his responses because he releases this content this shoes this video the lyrics that accompany and of course he gets all this whatever and he seemingly responds to every single Hmm. negative thing that's said about him whether it's a governor tweeting at him or you know this person or that person um and he is um yeah he's unapologetic about it he says yeah i have an agenda you know like of course i have an agenda i want to promote this type of lifestyle this sexuality and you know and the church treated me this way for so long and i hope you i hope you experience the same anger that i experience and you know like he's clearly like an angry person you know he has uh, issues with the church he's now like on the offensive you know, in terms right. of promoting that kind of thing, whereas before he was, you know, whatever, closeted and wanted to keep that to himself and not whatever, but he's on the offensive. And we've talked about this a lot before, how culture targets the young people, right? That's how you win 
cultural wars, right? right yeah. You don't, well, that, well, you don't that, target Pastor Monty if you're trying to change someone. You target Pastor Monty's grandkids. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that, that's exactly <laughs> correct. And, and back 20, 30 years ago, if you were to read, uh, you know, homosexual material, um, the magazines that, that like Globe and uh, Man Boy Love and other other types of groups, they said at that point, even twenty and thirty years ago, they begin the process of saying we're going to be targeting young people. Mm-hmm. Right. We know that we can't get the old folks, but we're going to be going after young people. And in and so now. And to be fair, that's a, that's a good tactic. Well, <laughs> that's, that's a good way. And to, they've yeah. infiltrated every element of our society to begin that process of not only targeting for acceptance um, aspects, but also to redefine what has been up to this point a stabilizing factor in this culture. And that redefinition is what we see taking place now. <clears throat> right. So my question with that in mind is like if he's out there aggressively pushing his sexual, spiritual, moral agenda, like what is our responsibility to combat that? Like do you just as a pastor or, you know, as a former pastor by for all intents and purposes, still a pastor. Um retired. Do you do you feel like a conviction to like aggressively combat that? And I don't mean I don't mean like in a harmful and unloving, you know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like, right. do you feel convicted to be as aggressive in addressing um, that target audience? You know, like, are, what are we doing to, are we just letting that be out there in the ether and, you know, our kids are on YouTube or whatever, you know? I mean, you alluded a little bit to it, Pastor Monty, but like, what what are we doing about that? Because they're being open and aggressive with the agenda. We have to, fight it on some level so mm. how like in in what way so where do you guys come at it from like what's your thoughts on that yeah and i think that there's there's some value to addressing it head on at different times but i think the the heart is one on a relational level so yeah. you know with my kids or with the youth in in our youth group at our church it's maybe not addressing every controversy that comes up and every single video that's... I don't think you could. Wa- right, there's, <laughs> there's no way. But trying to equip them to be discerning. Yeah. You know, addressing these things. Maybe this one is just a touch point where you say, yeah, did you guys see the little Nas X video? Mm-hmm. Let's talk about where our culture is at um, to equip them to, to be discerning when they face these things. Because it's, like we talked about, it's going to be more and more prevalent. And attacks from all sides. You know, little Nas X, it's very in-your-face... So that one's a little easier in some ways, but right. I mean, when you look at other, you know, on TV shows, on movies, it's it's infiltrating in quiet ways and hidden ways for now, and it'll be more and more overt. So how how do students, uh, especially, discern when they encounter things that are more subtle? And adults, how 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 do parents talk to their kids about this? It is a very difficult thing because the culture says you, how dare you say that that is unacceptable. So how do we, um, with our kids, with our, our students, how do we say it in a way that is biblical um, and, and then equips them to be able to address it with, with their friends as well? So mm-hmm. um, it, I think relationally is, is how I address that rather than just a, you know, a sermon from the front talking yeah. about it. Um, it's more of an individual level. Um, we're talking about it in general terms and then having personal discussions. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, Nas X sees himself as a tool. Mm 
So I would treat him as a tool, meaning that um, what he represents, what he presents, is uh, open for discussion, and he's got some issues. So he wants to talk about sexuality. I think that, that sexuality is one of the most difficult aspects that that the church faces in understanding uh, where we're supposed to be coming from. And he's right to be angry that the church treated him a particular way because many times uh, churches um, are misinformed about what God's Word has to say about uh, human sexuality. And so I would come back to the, uh, the issue that uh, from, a, from a, a, a disciple of Christ's standpoint, as a believer, my worldview, my understanding of the world around me is, is a conditioned by what God's Word says. So my understanding of sexuality is conditioned by what God's Word says. So I'm not the one who's homophobic. I'm not the one, which is what they would say, well, you're just homophobic. No, I'm not. I'm not homophobic at all. What I am saying is that God created sex. He put the parameters around it as to how it is to be used for for wholeness in an individual's body. And if you, and this is the key here, if you claim to be a disciple of Christ, then you follow what God's word says. Not what the world says, mm-hmm. not the propaganda that is out there, but you follow what God's word says. So you may have homosexual tendencies. You may have uh, tendencies to be an adulterer. You may have tendencies to be a thief. But when you <laughs> accept Christ, you now are subject to understanding what God's word has to say about those things, and that's how we live. And so we treat people that have these issues with compassion, recognizing that they're issues that real people deal with, but we present that God's word says that every individual is in need of Christ. And because every individual is in need of Christ, um, we're going to rely upon what God's word says and how we deal with those things. And so then we talk about you know what he's presenting. And what and what the issues are that need to be addressed, uh, as as uh, and how the body of Christ should be addressing these things. Yes, we recognize evils in the world. Yes, we recognize that the the left and the far left are are uh, seeking to destroy. Uh, society as we know it today um, with all of this uh, stuff that runs contrary to God's word. As believers, our issue is that we be um, understanding of what God's word says and that we stand firm uh, in, the, in, in the righteousness of God as to how we address those things. Yeah, yeah. I think... Uh I think you you made a point also like it'd be impossible to try to <laughs> I mean you'd you'd exhaust yourself and you'd never sleep probably trying to address every single thing in pop culture that comes out and is you know um non biblical or you know whatever you know but it's just interesting we live in a time that like it doesn't take much for something to go viral in no. minutes hours whatever oh, yeah. it may be overnight yeah. um and the just the access that 
people have, the kids have, you know, the access to it, the exposure they have to it. It's almost like you have to assume that they've seen it, you know, not, not even like come at it from the standpoint or like, did you take the time to watch it? Like chances are they've probably watched it, you know, and then like touching base with them. Like, what do you think? And, and you're right. Like having a, having the dialogue, having the, you know, addressing it relationally rather than picketing in front of Lil Nas X. That's not how you accomplish. Right you know work um and there is like you said there is there is um there is a need to confront something head-on but you're right relationally and it doesn't happen overnight it happens over time and you know it happens with exposure to what what god's word says speaking of that i mentioned it or i alluded to it but so on that shoe i'd be remiss if we didn't address this on that shoe he has on the sole of the shoe in like embroidered Luke ten eighteen. Are you guys familiar off the from the, from your hip what, what this passage is? No, I can't think of. Exactly so Luke ten eighteen. Luke ten eighteen is. Uh, I'd have to try to lift my large print Bible and hold it long enough to find that. All right, he's old. We got it. Uh, and his, his vision went a long time ago. So Luke ten eighteen is a passage of scripture where the disciples came back from preaching and says like even the demons like. They they fear your name, you know, they, okay. whatever, and so and then Christ responds with like, yeah, like you're no longer subject to Satan, you you crush him under your foot or whatever, and so it's almost like this, <laughs> it's almost like this ironic, I don't know, I don't th- I don't know if he just completely missed the meaning of the passage, <laughs> like because his shoe is like promoting whatever he's trying to promote. I don't know if he considers himself like as just an overt Satanist or something like no, that. No, 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 no. The, the, the verse is on the soul of the of the shoe you said. And so... But what, he's what, not but a what Christian. Is being, what, no, no, no. What is being represented in is, is that uh, he's walking on the Word of God. In other words, he's stepping on it. Oh, I see what you're saying. You think, you think that's what it is? Yeah. I don't know. I, I mean, I haven't... Talked to Lil Nas X, right? Lil Nas X, if you want to talk. It seemed uh, like that verse, I mean, is ironically the opposite of what, you know, it's like, right. you are defeating I mean, Satan, maybe, crushing but. him under your foot. Although he's, is it a double irony where he's saying, I don't know. I'm crushing the thing that says I, that would you're be crushing. Me. I know. That, like, I think that, that would be my I take. think that's what he's uh, saying. Uh, is maybe it's a double doing. irony, but either he's, he seems to miss the context for me. Like, yeah. maybe it's a double irony. I don't know. We're not, we're not talking about the brightest light bulb on the block here. <laughs> well, I don't presume in, to know. In his, my humble opinion. What his IQ is or you know, whatever. So he may have just like, he's he, smart enough to target a young audience to, push his sexual I just want, agenda. I just wanted to backtrack for a second and say um, in regard to the whole sexuality thing, um, you know, there is nothing new under the sun. <laughs> and, and uh, you know, Pastor Josh and I have talked about this in depth uh, on my podcast and, and, uh, and all this sexual perversion we see, it ain't, it ain't new. Yeah. You see it in Genesis. You know, yeah, a lot that's exactly correct. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. yeah, I was I was reading like from a historical standpoint. Um, I don't really want to go here. <laughs> I don't really want to go here, but allow this point to just be made, if you will. <laughs> <laughs> from a historical standpoint, like this sort of sexual deviancy and, and liberation and revolution is like a precursor to um, regimes that don't end well 
you know, like in the early 20th century, this is what you saw in Russia um, and 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 in Germany. And, you know, look where this look where this sort of leads and it. Uh, it promotes this sort of worldview that is, you know, whatever. But um, yeah, it's it's interesting. There was like a, I read a whole like thing about it, but and how it's just open and overt. And it's yeah, it's interesting. Uh, it's not sustainable. It's it leads it leads somewhere drastic, one, mm-hmm. way, one way or the other, for sure. Right. This and it's talked about again in that in that book. I was we just referenced the total truth. Um, Percy talks about it, and Margaret Sanger is like a was like a big um, you know advocate or revolutionary for promoting the sexual you know revolution of people and not allowing biblical morality to define who you are sexually and this and that. And this is where we see our see our culture you know in terms of its sexuality and stuff and not allowing biblical and it's even spitting in the face of biblical morality Mm -hmm. i mean look at the music video for goodness sakes like it's he's embracing the serpent in the garden of eden you didn't Mm -hmm. watch the video again i hate to like encourage you to watch the video because it's it's just gross you know it's not something i'm interested in but um yeah it's like it's like spitting in the face of these things that he he seduces the devil in hell just so he can kill the devil and take his position as Satan, as like the ruler of the underworld, like it's. But see, part of the problem with and, with, and this is good and okay. Well, like, part of the problem know. with this artist is that it, is that what he what he um, preys upon is is uh, people's ignorance, and you have to be able to see clearly the the flaw in how he's even presenting things. The serpent did not confront Adam. Well, the serpent confronted Eve. I don't want to be too offensive, but <laughs> I never mind. I'm not even going to go there. <laughs> I'm just go saying. Ahead. I'm just saying. And the number 666 might be representative of the beast, but in numerology, the number 666 is is directed towards the elevation of man. Hmm. I mean, yeah. There's lots of flaws in this thing. Yeah, but it's it's I knew that we were going to spend a, a good amount of time on this, but <laughs> it's it was a big thing, you know, yeah. and give it its appropriate time, I guess, yeah. well, I at least 34 minutes. But your you, question you, leads right to the heart of it. You know, how do we, this is the reality of the world we live in. We can only battle so much. How do we help people, believers, navigate it? How do we help unbelievers see the flaws in it? I think that's a good question. And it's a difficult question. You know, I mean, we can address little things, but... It's a big question. It's one that we have to answer now, and we're going to have to continually answer as our as our culture continues to go down the path it's going. Yeah, you you had made a comment, Pastor Monty, about like <laughs> he's preying on people's ignorance, mm-hmm. and that may be true. Like, and his theology is probably way off. <laughs> I think that might be okay to assume, but people aren't ignorant that. I mean, you learn this from a really young age. Like, even not growing up in a Christian household. You learned that the devil, and whatever that means, is supposed to be a representation of evil, right? Of, right? of something bad. And you may never really even find out what that means and have a formed view on it, and that's fine. But there's a black and white you learn at a young age that the devil represents evil, represents corrupt morality, you know, represents something that you should not aspire to. In the music video, He's saying, to hell with that, you know, no pun intended, I don't think. Um, But 
he's saying like forget what you learned like it's okay it's okay to be deviant it's okay to have corrupt morality look at me i'm seducing the devil and killing him and taking his position and i'd rather rule here if it means that i can live this truth and how i identify as you said earlier like because this is this is this is my self-expression you know and this is good so it's it's like it's tossing out what you what what every kid i think knows from a really young age and again you don't even have to grow up in a in a christian household to learn that this represents this this represents this i don't even necessarily have to believe like the theologically what these things mean and the implications and blah blah blah, blah or have a formed worldview on that but you're taught that like at a young age you pick up on that mm-hmm. you know so it's it's interesting yeah. well nancy percy in her book um lays at the feet of the church um, an indictment against the church's inability to address many of these issues. And, and even in regard to what you have stated, that is absolutely true, because Scripture does not present Satan in that fashion. The name given to Satan is Lucifer, actually. And, and if you understand what Lucifer means, it means the bright and shining one. Lucifer is not ugly in, in, from the stance of, of beauty. He was, he was, uh, that's why he enticed other angels, because he was beautiful. He, he drew them in. It's his character that's at issue. Hmm. And, and when we're confronted with sin, sin is, you know, sin is not ugly. Initially, sin is fun Mm -hmm. until you're caught up in the consequences that are related. And the church has has done a, a horrible job. I'm talking about the, the church at large has done a horrible job of explaining to the believer and to the world at large that um, that, that is the case. And I think I think that Nancy Percy's correct that there is there is an indictment to be made. And from my standpoint as a pastor, when I when I pastored, I was emphatic that uh, first of all, if Scripture spoke to the issue, I dealt with the issue. But secondly, that what I represented God's Word shows us in regard to these dynamic things like sex and who Lucifer is and sin and those types of things, that I presented things in such a way that my congregation had a clear understanding of what, of what Scripture actually says, mm-hmm. not what the myth is. Yeah. No. <clears throat> Josh posted a link. He said, "Here's an example of the agenda that you're talking about mm-hmm. in regards to um, the homos- you know, homosexual." Yeah. Yeah. Thanks. Um, Heidi. Heidi says, "In the standard of the wor- in the standard of the world is the right side of politics as well that do that because if it's outside God's word, if they are non-Christians, I'm confused by." <laughs> Grammar in the standard of the world is the right side of politics as well. Do that because if it's outside God's word, if they are non Christians, I don't know, I don't follow Heidi. If you can repost or rephrase what you're saying, rephrase what you're saying. Um, Josh says, if he wants to dominate Satan, or he wants to dominate Satan, which is, of course, (laughs) part of Satanism. Actually, that's that's a fair point. Uh, in one of the things, so like the the leader of the satanic church, I forget his name, but he, he Anton like, LaVey? no, not him. I, I know who he is, but, um, maybe he's not the leader, but some guy who's like a prominent figure in that occultic, whatever. But he was, he was talking about the video and he was like giving his stamp of approval and 
mm. even to the end like at the end he seduces him and kills him and this is what we this is like this is our goal or whatever like that's yeah. that's if you were being true to that like that's what you would want um so well if we think back at genesis you know satan tempted eve and adam with this idea you will be like, like god you know that's the highest thing that right. was most tempting and so right. this speaks volumes when their goal is to be like their god you know i mean it's it really is kind of a strange twist and reversal mm-hmm. but to be like their god satan to to be god in in their mm-hmm. own way you know in the past maybe you know we look at the old testament and idolatry was was the primary um, difficulty, you know, worship the sun god, worship the the golden calf. Uh, if we were to look at our idols in the United States, at least, um, it's yeah. There's things that we worship, but really, it, it is about me being God. Um, and I think the video, really, whether Little Nas X realizes it or not, it's a commentary on where our society is and what we worship and what our largest struggle is. It's it's not worshiping some other entity, but but me, mm-hmm. the God within. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, okay, so Heidi says, Pastor Monty called out the left side, and I'm saying the right side should be called out by Christians as well. That's her only point. Okay. Yeah. Um, and then Josh says, that's why the fall of Satan is rele- is a relevant verse, because he's taunting Satan. Hmm, interesting. So the, he's talking about the shoe, the, the Luke 10, 18. Hmm. All right, guys, you want to move on? Sure. Well, it's your program. What do you want to do? You're the boss. Yeah, we'll we follow can, you. We can move on. Um, okay. So I thought this was interesting. Space Jam 2. Uh, you, I'm guessing, didn't watch the trailer because I don't peg you as a Looney Tunes basketball fan. No, I, I didn't. <laughs> that was your opportunity to surprise me. No. Like you've done so many times in the past. No, I didn't. Okay. So the anticipated Space Jam 2 trailer dropped, and with that, there's all kinds of headlines that were raised. Um, so, recently, Pepe Le Pew, you know Pepe Le Pew? Oh, I love Pepe. Mm-hmm. Okay, he's <laughs> easy, because where I'm going with this, you <laughs> might, might get you in trouble. <laughs> okay, so Pepe Le Pew is uh, canceled. So, the... the the skunk that is always drooling over the other skunk. Um... You know, and even to. what he thinks is is a skunk that is not. Yeah, so Pepe Le Pew is canceled because Pepe Le Pew is, you know, sort of quote unquote, promotes uh, rape culture. Is you know, a sexual deviant promotes rape culture, this and that. So Pepe Le Pew is canceled. Okay, fine. Like if if that's where you want to go with that. Um, and then the Space Jam Two trailer dropped, which of course is Looney Tunes centric, and no surprise you don't see any Pepe Le Pew in there because that would be bad PR for them and yada, yada, yada. Although, so so let's pause. So Space Jam is a Warner Brothers property, right? In this plot of Space Jam, where they're going with it is they're trying to like dump a bunch of their IP into it. So you have characters like the Iron Giant pop up and different Warner Brothers characters like um, bleeding into this storyline to whatever. I'm, I haven't seen the movie. It's not out yet. So um, so in that, there's this group of characters that you see in the trailer. And it's from, they're from A Clockwork Orange. Have you seen this movie, A Clockwork Orange? I think you said you hadn't seen it before. It's, seen it, it's crazy. It. Yeah, it's a yeah. really freaky movie. Um, Stanley Kubrick movie. Yeah. So in it, so Clockwork Orange is a Warner Brothers movie. In the trailer, you can see the they're called the Droogs. They're the the guys with the weird haircuts, right? In Clockwork Orange, um, they wear white. 
so these characters are portrayed in the movie they are like they're the villain in a clockwork orange right and they're like violent rapists okay it's i don't know if you'd call it funny but for lack of a better term forgive me it's funny that in this movie with looney tunes where you have pepe Le Pew canceled you know you're still portraying a violent rapist a group of violent rapists in the trailer and you know in for your it's for this, irony it's a utter inconsistency yeah it's i don't irony. know what it's, it is it's ironic so so that's where i'm sort of going with it the the inconsistency aspect of it it seems so agree or disagree guys um it seems we're at a point in culture where like everything is a sort of stopgap you know everything is a reaction because of an outrage and you know whoever you are you know whatever company you are you have to you have to react to that, you know, and it, for them it means canceling one of their characters, Pepe Le Pew. But it's 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 just interesting how this this doesn't like work because it's unsustainable, right? Mm-hmm. Like you you can never please every property or every every party, sorry. And this is like this is like intersectionality, like textbook intersectionality, right? Like somewhere someone is still going to be offended, oppressed, whatever. Like there's always a level of of worse or whatever. Um, so my question for you to sort of make it, you know, be on point or whatever, stay on, on track is like, do you guys see like a, a sort of, sort of end result to this, like for the, for the culture to continue to try to live in this way? And like, um, you know what I mean? Like, live in this sort of just reactionary world where we're always trying to not step on toes and if we are stepping on toes we have a responsibility and you're expected to to do something about it to to pivot you know but inevitably you're going to leave this behind and that's going to step on someone's toes and boom 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 you know what i mean that's mm-hmm. this is what i see like happening like in their effort to try to please the one party they took out a character they removed it it's not part of the movie like there's just a, there's a real inconsistency like it's not working <laughs> you know yeah. it's just not working Right, and it's a it's a it's a farce. I mean, it's 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 taking out Pepe Le Pew was never really intended to promote any type of race rape culture, anything. They take that out to satisfy someone, and they leave in something that's far worse that yeah. actually glamorizes right. in some ways. Um, and there's there's huge outrage over f- people who um, have have done terrible things who are famous. You know, whether it's um, you know famous actors or, or athletes. Um, you know, Deshaun Watson, and yeah. I, I don't know any of this story, I don't know the truth, but he's done some terrible things, and, and he's kind of canceled, um, and yet, there's not any outrage over the incredible pervasiveness of pornography. Mm-hmm. No one mm-hmm. is saying, you know, we need to get rid of this, mm-hmm. because this is destroying our culture. It's, no, we need to cancel Deshaun Watson. Right. And I'm not saying Deshaun Watson is good by any means. I mean, yeah, the things that I he, it seems that he's done are bad, but it's chasing after smoke yeah. rather than addressing the fire. Yeah. Um, and so I think that's where well, this it's is leading. A, this so. is like, to, it's the same thing in the previous point. Like you have people going after Dr. Seuss books, which, okay, they're, if, if they're portraying some sort of offensive racial stereotype, okay, we can talk about that. Dr. Seuss books are caricature by nature, you know, like right. whatever, let's leave that there. But we're doing that. We're chasing that smoke Meanwhile, on the same week, we have, like I said, that, that Grammy performance, it's hyper-sexualized, and like, you know, like, it's not, it's just, yeah, it, chasing after smoke is a good way of putting it. 
I think that that um, this again is one of those issues uh, where you have to say what is representative of the truth here, and your truth is is not your truth exclusively. There are things that you do have to recognize, and one of the things is is that if so, if we're gonna if we're gonna talk about uh, rape culture, then let's talk about what it means to be raped. What what is rape? And and then take a look at the claim that Pepe Le Pew, uh, Pepe Le Pew, he uh, he represents rape culture. No, he doesn't. He's obnoxiously amorous. But he doesn't take anything from anybody in these cartoons. He doesn't. Mm. And, so it, and so what you have is you have individuals uh, who, who stand and yell loudly um, what they want uh, people to hear uh, and, and label it and then dare anybody to challenge their labeling. Uh, and we see this going on, and we see it going on with uh, with rape culture. We see it going on with uh, racism. You know, if you if you say something the wrong way, or you you speak uh, wrong against somebody who is not of your uh, of a different culture than you are, uh, it doesn't even have to be somebody of a different culture. You am the 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 fact that you know uh, I come from a European background and, and am white. Uh, everything I say, according to some people, is is racist, which is um, bovine uh, excrement. But but uh, for those of you who are sensitive, but, but so you like that, that's his thing. So as <laughs> as it. so as believers, we have a responsibility when people throw this nonsense out there. We have a responsibility to say, whoa, whoa. If you want to label something some a particular way, then have honor in how you're labeling it and be truthful. But to just take something and say, I don't like this and I'm going to scream it's something that it's not, is, uh, is a lie. And we, and we should not stand for that. We should be brave enough to say, uh, no, I disagree with that. And here's the reason why. Well, this might kind of leads to my next question. Like... Um, my question is, what effect do you think this sort of fear-based, stop-gappy, <laughs> stop-gappy, reactionary re- nature we are having to outrage, what effect do you think this will have on believers? Like, are we being conditioned to live a life of timidity because this is what we see all around us? Like, careful where you step. You're going to step on someone's toes. Careful where you step. Like, are we... As believers, like, is this what, like, a young person who's growing up in this environment, like, are they being conditioned to be timid? Well, from me, you know what that answer is. I don't know. I don't know. You I'm know not where. asking, Pastor Monty, are you being conditioned? I, I, I don't know where, you know, Pastor do Mike would think, come from, but I tell you what, I don't. Are, my responsibility is to tell God the truth of God's word. And if that steps on toes, when, 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 when we were in Italy, we were in Florence, and we were walking on the street there, and there were some street vendors that had their stupid little pictures on the, okay. on the ground. Easy. And, and, they, uh, and I tried to step around a picture, and my toe caught the corner of one of them. And the guy said to me, you, you just stepped on the picture. You just bought it. I said, no, if you don't want me to step on the picture, pick it up off of the street. 
I didn't buy anything. <laughs> that we have to be willing to say what needs to be said and to stand for the truth. That's my take. Do you, okay, so do you think? I don't think anyone would agree with your point, obviously, um, especially in regards to the truth. I don't know about stepping on people's street disagree art. Disagree with his point, or agree with his point. You said I it. don't think we're disagreeing with. Okay, you. I think we're on the same page. Um, do you think that this is like a struggle that's being presented to them, though? Like, of course, of course, we should be willing to speak the truth when the truth needs to be spoken. Like, but do you think that this is a current struggle that's being manifested within? people like i mean so i said believers because i want to make it relevant for our audience you know and we're of course pastors here but like do you think that this is like a con a conditioning that people well we'll just call it people then if it's, if it's better that people are being conditioned and taught and trained to live a life of timidity you know what do yeah, you think i think if we if we're un if we're undiscerning in it we can be we can fall into that trap as even as believers to try to not offend which is not our highest goal or our highest calling right the gospel is an offense so we are called to offend yeah. not offend just for the sake of offending right. but offend with the gospel when it comes to something like pepe le pew or something like that i think our our job is not to offend by defending pepe le pew like you know maybe we like him maybe we don't but let's not let's not try to defend him but yeah. let's take it to the take it to the heart of the matter okay right. let's talk about this the pepe mm -hmm. le pew i'm not going to defend him one way or the other but mm -hmm. What's the real core issue here? And that is our culture is accepting all kinds of depravity right. in one area. Right. And it's... There's real inconsistency right, in there. Vilifying the image, the, yeah. uh, the, the appearance of evil, but mm -hmm. allowing true evil to, to occur. And I think mm -hmm. that's where we have to go as believers is to not shy away from these things, not try to offend, but to get to the heart of the matter rather than getting caught in saying, going to cancel Pepe. I'm going to fight for Pepe. And it's like, no, let's not worry about that. Let's yeah. let's get to the heart of the matter and talk gospel. Mm -hmm. That's where I I think, and that's easier said than done. Obviously, that's that's the ideal, but it's it's hard to get there. But I think it's worth working to get to the heart of the matter. Mm -hmm. Yeah. In response to the question, Josh Josh posts, it will separate the wheat from the tares. Not many will be left, but those who are left will be pillars for the truth. Um, yeah. We were just to sort of uh, peel back or shed, whatever, pull back the curtain. We were talking about our kids, and maybe your kids are, you know, you can lump them into that. But your kids, you know, our kids in the church, they're going to be outcasts already. You know, like, and you have to think about it. It's unfortunate and sad to think about it in this way. Like, to think of your young son or daughter, your kids are a little older now, but to think of your young child as they're already going to be an outcast, you know, like, and so what will that mean? Like, what will, how will we deal with that? But we were talking about like how our kids will be outcasts because they are like unafraid to say what's true. And they're going to be kind of like, they're going to be jarring for people like in a world where everyone is just trying to get through their day without offending someone, you know, like, and yeah. it's, it's everything they can do in their life on a daily basis from they wake up to when they go to sleep to not offend or to allow postmodern thinking, you know, and your truth and your expression is your, yeah, blah, 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 blah. That's, that's the most beautiful thing. Rather than speaking like what is true from a biblical standpoint, like they're going to be outcasts, but they, when Josh says they will be pillars, I think that they will be 
refreshing for people also, you know? Um, So you have to sort of be good with that, you know? You have to, you know, trust God in that. You have to, like, put your, be at peace in God with that. Like, the fact that, and it's, again, it's nothing new. It's, of course, what the Bible says for all of us, you know? But something about, something about, like, making it about your kids has a real, it centers you, you know? Like, it really, like, humbles you and grounds you when you're starting to think through the lens of my kids, you know, because like it's a, it's within our makeup to like be the most protective we can over them. But to think of them as they're already going to be, you know, mocked and jeered and whatever, but, but, you know, but they will be pillars for truth in a world where it's, it's gone. It went a long time ago. It's whatever. So. And we're told to expect that biblically, you know, Mm -hmm. in this world, people will hate us, Mm -hmm. you know, in this world, you will have trials, you will have trouble. Um, and in this world, we will be offensive with the gospel, but I think this next generation will have to be very good at applying Ephesians, speaking the truth in love, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, not shying away from yeah. the truth, but learning how to do it in love. You know, it's yeah. easy to speak the truth sometimes, say, that's terrible, with, you know, little Nas X or uh, this Pepe Le Pew thing. We can say, that's stupid, but how do we say it in a way that doesn't um, mar Christ's image? We, how do we speak the truth in love? Um, paving the way for people to see Christ accurately, rather than putting up a wall and and being offensive with our statement. Well, you said it earlier, Mike. You said it earlier with relationship. You know, right? With yeah. the way that you treat them in relationship, they will they will see that wow, you are different than other people, and how I'm treated elsewhere. You know, like you you speak a certain way, you treat me a certain way, you hold me accountable in a certain way. You know, all these things like. Um, yeah. Uh, Lucy Brown says, God did not give us a spirit of timidity. And she references Second Timothy, um, mm. a guy who was, you know, worried about this kind of thing. He's a young guy, you know, be bold. So, yeah. And, and don't be afraid of the fun of the, you know, Pe- Pepe Le Pew. I mean, think about it for a second. First of all, Pepe is a skunk. So his name is Pepe. And his last name is Le Pew. He stinks, mm-hmm. but he's not aware he stinks. And, and his issue with forming relationships is because of this perfume that he has. And, and, and like I said, he's just, he's obnoxiously amorous. But aside from that, he's, he's a harmless character. And, and uh, I, you shouldn't shy away from saying, okay. Okay, so I obviously understand what you're saying in context, but I don't actually know what the word amorous means. Amorous? Yeah. When you direct affection uh, over the top towards okay. another individual. Like more, more is love. Ah, okay. In that makes sense. Languages, so. yeah, obviously, yeah. Like, I couldn't understand what you're saying in context. I just, exactly what the word No, I'm glad you asked, yeah. um, and you don't have a dictionary close to you. It comes well. with, well, that's because I'm old and you're young. <laughs> Yeah, you don't understand that everything can be a dictionary. <laughs> Every device we carry is a dictionary. <laughs> yeah. Now you have a word you can use on Brittany. Okay, I'll just call her Mia Moore or something. Mia Moore. I don't know how to use amorous in a, in a positive. Mia Moore. Mia Moore. I don't know how to use. You can't use amorous in the positive, right? Sure, you Amor can. Is, of course you can. Yeah. If yeah. amorous means obnoxiously effective. Well, no, no. Pepe was obnoxious. I said he was obnoxiously. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Like love, okay. So, love obsessed. Okay. So the, love focused, the obnoxious is the, okay, okay, okay. is the descriptor here. Okay. 
gotcha. <laughs> On that note, I think it would be unwise to start another topic because we're at <laughs> we're at our end. So, um, yeah, I appreciate everyone uh, tuning in, commenting. That will listen in the future. Obviously, I appreciate you being here, Mike yeah, and Pastor Monty. Yeah, look forward to having you on again in the future. So, if you're interested in what we're talking about, the the links are on our Facebook video. Some of the things that we're talking about have been posted. So, continue the discussion and continue to be discerning of what's being out there, you know, continue to live in, you know, relationship with each other and talk about these things openly from a biblical standpoint. And um, don't be afraid to be bold because that's what we're called to. So uh, tune in in a couple weeks. We'll be back. Thank you. Sounds good. The views presented in this program are not meant to express the specific views of the Lafayette Bible.